Welcome back to the Jackets Online podcast, and I'm joined by a legend of the flats, uh, Reggie Ball, former quarterback and star of Georgia Tech football. And, and Reggie, you were very outspoken um, during the coaching search and want to get some things off your chest. And I thought I'd I'd connect with you just because uh, I enjoy your takes. And I was curious kind of what, what your thoughts are after watching all this unfold over the last week or two. And it just, I think it's encouraging to everybody who, who's a Tech fan around the, the program, uh, all the alumni, even the players. I think it's energized that everybody's re-energized because, you know, uh, key is, is, is Tech. You know what I'm saying? Being alumni, showing the passion that he's had. And, and everything he's done thus far, you know what I mean? I think it speaks for itself. It, it seemed like um, all the lettermen basically got behind behind uh, Brent. Was that sort of your kind of the feel you got from talking to your former teammates and guys you know that were tech people? Well, I, I think that was that was not only with the, with, with the alumni. I think that was the fan base. I think that was the players. I think that was everybody who was – outside rooting for for tech to be successful you know what i mean you see the passion you see the emotion and you see you see the wins <laughs> you know what i'm saying most importantly so I, I think when you combine all of those things you know what i mean you know what i mean you 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 get a guy or you get a feel of this being the guy for us at least for right now you know what i'm saying so uh for him to pivot off of what we went through um the first five weeks of the season and and for him for him to get us even you know considering a bowl, you know what I mean, at the end of the season, I think it, it, it was it spoke volumes for what he can or has the potential to do. What was the biggest thing that you saw as like a difference when you watched Tech play after Brent took over versus maybe the beginning of the season or the last few years? Honestly, execution. And don't get me wrong now. Uh, um, I've, I've said this before on, I think, uh, another podcast earlier this week. Man, Jeff Collins rolled out the red carpet for me. I have nothing but respect and love for Jeff. Let me go ahead and, and say that. So this is not a bash Coach Collins segment or anything like that. And I hope everybody wishes him well because I think he had all the right intentions. You know, some things just don't work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, it was a simple execution. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not hard to, uh, um, to see that. And again, you know, the end result, everybody wants to wins. <laughs> and, and, you know, we, we, we stacked on a couple of those in, in five or six weeks, and, and that was a difference. So everything coming together from, you know, the players walking around with a little more confidence, you could see the difference in the, in the demeanor of the entire team. You know what I'm saying? So um, it sucks that, you know, Coach Collins, you know, had to take the, the fall for it, but, you know, that comes along with the territory being the head coach. What are some things you want to see, like Coach Key do? What are some things that you would feel like are important to to Georgia Tech moving ahead to be to get them sort of that next level or or, or fix things or whatever? Like, kind of, are there anything that pops in your head when you think about that? Get a quarterback. Get a quarterback. We need a quarterback that's going to stay there and be consistent for the for for two. Three years, you know, a lot of quarterbacks don't typically stay around for four years anymore. Be given, you know, the um, the opportunities they have on the next level. You know what I mean. So to get a quarterback that's going to be be consistent for the next two and a half, three years, I think is is very high on the priority list. Um, protecting the punter has to be high on their priority list as well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But again, he's already addressing these issues. Um, we got a new OC on the way. We got a new special teams coordinator on the way. So. 
um, a lot of these things I think Coach Key is already addressing. So um, I think he'll 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 do what he needs to do. Cool. And um, I guess kind of what was your evaluation as a quarterback? You know, you watched Jeff Sims, and that was a whole kind of strange saga with him with his foot injuries and and kind of what happened there and being cleared but not wanting to play. And you know, you, we all know the difference between being hurt and being injured and. And it's different for everyone, right? So kind of what was your evaluation as an outsider kind of seeing that whole situation? All right. The kid is still playing. and He's still a collegiate athlete and he's still a kid. So I don't want to come down on him too hard or anybody else. And I know he has family out there. So I'm not going to be bashing, uh, you know, Jeff. But what I will say is that, you know, again, there's a difference between injured and being hurt. Uh, for instance, you got uh, a guy like uh, who's San Diego's quarterback right now? Oh, uh, Herbert. Uh, Justin yeah. Herbert. Yep. Um, play with broken ribs. You know, with broken ribs, you can hardly breathe at times. You know what I'm saying? Um, there are just uh, several examples of guys that are leaders of the team who just, no matter what, they push through it. Um, take Leftwich, for instance. I know it's way back when, but his teammates were literally carrying him to the next play. Yeah, I remember and, that. Come on, man. And and that's what a team responds to, especially at the quarterback position. Um, uh, personally, I think my last two years, I had two sprained ankles um, the entire season. You know what I mean? And, and it was so bad at one point. I think, uh, what was that year? I got sacked and I, um, I got sacked. And it was a fumble scoop and score against Miami at home. Um, it was so bad at that point. It was oh, it was my junior senior, right? Okay. But it was so bad at that point to where my ankle would not stop shaking for two minutes. Oof. But I said, hey, bro, I said, give it a minute and I'll be ready to go. And, you know, we come back and win the game. But that's just Dude, a different thing. Six, maybe? Might have been that. I think it was my senior year. Yeah. But – it's just a difference in, in, you know, the commitment and the, the passion to want to and just wanting to step up and be that guy for your team. You know what I'm saying? I don't know all the ins and outs, even though I'm privy to information that a lot of people are not. And again, I'm not going I'm not here to bash a kid who still wants to go out there and play uh, because he has family. He has his his pride, his repetition. And I don't know if y'all remember, I had a Jeff Sims hoodie made when he signed a Georgia Tech. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So sure. I was definitely rooting for the guy and I'm still rooting for the guy, but you know, it's, 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 uh, you know, it is what it is. And I think that saga is over with. And I think everybody's going to be refreshed that we can move on, not wonder and, uh, you know, move on to bigger and better, I guess. Yeah. I guess it's just, you know, it's one of those things with Georgia tech too. Like you had, little Joe and Godsey and then yourself and Nesbitt and Justin Thomas and Tevin, those guys were all, you know, including yourself playing through pretty significant stuff and be in the leadership piece of it too. Cause the thing with Jeff too, is Jeff's not a vocal leader and you don't have to be a vocal leader, but he just, to me, like has a different personality, not the typical quarterback personality, I would say of like the guys that are, typically uber successful at this. So maybe that's, you know, part of it too. Just, I think people maybe got spoiled by watching all you guys play and, and expected that, or just, 
it's 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 been such a weird thing to cover Jeff and his situation because he is a really great kid and great family and it's just kind of odd like and it's been such a drama and I guess it's a good thing that it's over now for Georgia Tech because it has been almost a distraction I would say in some ways and you know you you know what I'm proud of and I laugh at it at the same time how lenient our fan base has been to him yeah um, I mean it, know, it, he would be getting killed at like Auburn or some other place. Shit, he should. Well, um, excuse my language, but typically you would think he'll be getting killed at Georgia Tech, given some of the criticisms other players have received. Sure. Um, hint, hint. But again, <laughs> I credit a lot of our fan base, a lot of our the people, who, even yourself who covered Georgia Tech. Y'all really didn't go in on the kid like that. You know what I mean? And there were there were several times and in two instances, instances in particular that I was still reserved to to to, you know, um, give my judgment on later. But uh, there were two instances to where we easily could have said, all right, he's not the guy. And I don't know why he's getting a chance after chance. Um, but again, I, I, I laugh at it. But at the same time, I was very proud of the fan base for not just totally bashing him, even given everything that was coming out from him not wanting to play, if that's true, from him not really being injured, you know, if it was true. But Again, I think we showed a lot of grace as a fan base when it came to number 10 and, and what he could and couldn't do. Did that show you something when Brent kind of cut ties with him and, and said, look, he needs to go be away from the team and do his rehab and all that versus – because it would have been an easy decision to just let him hang out and not play and, and the status quo, but it seemed like he was, laying, he was setting the expectations then at a point where he didn't have the job either. Hey – it was what would you do? What would you, what would you have done? Yeah, if I mean, you got, if you got a guy that we're looking at to 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 lead us and to 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 be the quarterback, to be the voice of uh, an extension of the coaching staff, and he's not all the way in, or there's a question. Let me say that there's a question whether he's all the way in. You can't question that at, at the quarterback position. You know what I'm saying? There's just some things you can't do. You can't be questioned on, and you know I I, I commend. Uh, Coach Key on doing that. And again, it speaks volumes on where he's going, where I think he has the potential to take the program. Kind of what's your, have you had much of a relationship with Brent? I have no idea. Um, if you guys know. Firm handshake. Doing. Good luck, coach. How you doing? Um, uh, you look good. Do you need anything? You know, in and out. Like I said, Jeff Collins, Coach Collins, he, he every coach has laid out the red carpet for me every time I've come back, whether it's be watching practice, um, Want to take my son in the stadium, something, something like that. So, but I, I'm always, and as you can see by the lack of interviews or whatever I'm on, I, I like to stay out the way. Sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like even when I go to spring practices, I don't go on the field. I'm sunbathing in the stands. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm out the way. Sure. Um, because I had my time. It's all about the kids, the coaches that are there now. You know what I'm saying? But I come around to simply show support. But with me and Coach Key, it's just simply good job, Coach. I'm so glad he's here, given his resume. Um, and again, nah, it's it's nothing more than so far. Just how you doing, Coach? Good luck, you know your business. I'd like to share a word with you now about our sponsor, Section 103, who bring you the best Georgia Tech clothes out there. Original, interesting clothing with the official Tech Gold and the official word mark and things that are hard to find anywhere else. I think it's the best uh, best tech apparel you can find on the interwebs. It's like the stuff that coaches wear. It's really cool. 
you get the ATL logo that they have. Um, all the stuff super comfortable, super cool. And they even have youth sizes and women's clothes and, and are constantly adding things. I think uh, the guy who does it, I've gotten to know a little bit through uh, social media and he just does an amazing job. Jackets Online uh, subscribers can get a discount of 10% off their first order by using the code Jackets Online, all caps, and check out section103.com. Um, great website. They have all kinds of cool stuff. And, and, you know, people for years have been asking me for cool Georgia Tech designs, unique things. Um, and even the coaches are starting to wear that stuff. You know, Andrew Thacker is wearing. Uh, one of the shirts at practice, which I thought was really cool and something I pointed out, not knowing that it was one of these designs. So check out our sponsor, Section 103. Great, great company. Kind of how frustrating has it been to watch the last four years where the program's kind of fallen off from, you know, you guys, you you were part of the group that continued, right, the run that they had been on with Coach O'Leary and, and in, in the beginning with Chan, get kind of keeping mm -hmm. momentum going. And then Coach Johnson obviously did really well as well. Mm -hmm. And then just to kind of see, you know, Tech fall into the basement of the ACC the last few years. How difficult has that been? I mean, you know, we get passionate about our teams, man. And, you know, we're in a fortunate position to where we can actually care this much about our football teams and, and argue about little stuff like this every Sunday, Monday, you know, every other uh, day throughout the week. But, uh, you you know how frustrating it's been. Shit, you cover us in every sport we do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, we're not the laughing stock of many conference. We've never been that. You know what I'm saying? Even when I came in and we had the, all those guys be dismissed from the team, I think we had about 11 guys being dismissed from the team, predicted to win two games, predicted to be the bottom at the cellar of the uh, of the ACC, but still, even still, we bounced back. You know what I'm saying? So for me, you know, in my lifetime, this is kind of foreign territory for us not to be playing in the ball, for us not to be taken seriously, and for us not to be consistently competitive on the field. Um, but saying all that is very frustrating. You know what I'm saying? But uh, this is why I'm so passionate and excited, and I want to speak up and and, and, and and say something in any way that I can, because I think this is where, all right, we get everything back on track and we start looking and being more consistent with being, you know, competitive and winning games. I guess sort of the weird part of the Jeff Collins um, saga is it has united the different factions, the different eras of, of Georgia Tech football in a way that I haven't seen. Maybe since he got hired, he had all that hype at the very beginning. But mm -hmm. even like the Paul Johnson guys, all those guys are excited about Brent that I've talked to. Um, mm -hmm. And then obviously guys from your era and obviously the ones that play with Brent before you guys and mm -hmm. and know him. So kind of what's been the mood as you've talked to people since this news broke this week about coach key getting the job. And, and I guess also like how freaked out were people when it was like Willie Fritz talk and it, it just, seemed, it seemed like it was a very strange maneuver to go for a guy. And, and no, I'm not an ageist. I don't want to be like that, but he'd have been the ninth oldest coach in college football next year. And will be, right. you know, that's, that's a little different if you're talking about a situation that is a little, probably a little bit of a rebuild in some ways. So I think, I, I think, you know, everybody was won over by the first half of the Georgia game. Sure. I think everybody was holding reservation and everybody understood that the coaching vacancy or the coaching seat needed to, to be explored and the options needed to be explored. Um, honestly, for me, it was either coach key or Dion. If there's anybody outside of those two, I was going to be very frustrated. Sure. And I knew, uh, I knew tech, 
bringing in Dion was a long shot. <laughs> you know what I'm sure, saying? Sure, yeah. It did. Just, it, not just, off, the, yeah. just off the style and the money because he, I think he's going to get paid. Um, yeah, but I think I he think starts with like five million or more. Like you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, I think it's just it's just uh, refreshing to see how uh, how big of a voice the fan base has, how big of a voice the players have, and the alumni have, um, because the way he uh, he ra- he rallied the troops, had the team perform week in and week out the last five or six weeks of the season, including that Georgia game, the first half. Um, it was encouraging, and everybody knew. You know what I mean? He was a, he was a perfect fit. Um, I mean, you take that Georgia game, man. That number two catches that ball up the middle. We up fourteen nothing. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I feel bad for that kid. He's played the entire season he'll hurt and like he'll bounce back. Yeah, it's you know it's one of those things. Like, there's always all these stories. We talk about the difference between playing hurt and injured. And Dylan, the tight end that dropped that, Dylan Leonard, he's like had a pretty serious shoulder injury. He's playing through right. all year. Like, there's been a lot of those like weird stories, and it, it's come down to some of those kids. You know, like something happening, and you just feel for them in those situations. And and that's sort of the untold story about football. You never know what was going on. Like Bebe dropped that pass against Georgia in 2009 after he had been spent all week getting sweated out by the NCAA. Like there's always like something that's like sort of behind the scenes that people never hear about. So um, that was one thing I wanted to point out. Cause I think people don't know that either, but yeah, I mean, if he catches that, he either scores or it's close to a score and. Right. And- You've, you're up two scores on them and they got them on their heels at that point. And but the bigger picture, the performance was there. Yeah, the, the plan was there. good too. You know what I'm saying? And again, all that tied to everybody being more encouraged about Brent Key taking that job. Because you know, we're a 35 point underdog. <laughs> and for us to be having a fighting chance going to, into the half um against a team like Georgia, who was really good right now. You can't deny that. You know what I mean? As much as I hate them, much as much as you may hate them. They're good right now. But for us to have a fighting chance going into the half, man, I think it spoke volumes. Yeah, I think, you know, that was even if you look, you know, really other than the Florida State game, which got away from them because they just started playing really well. But the Miami game was, you know, one score game. With, they were going down to tie the game when Pyron broke his collarbone um, mm-hmm. and didn't know it. Stayed in the game, by the way, didn't know he broke his collarbone and stayed in the he game. He did what? So Zach Pyron, the backup. No, you say he stayed where? In the game. <laughs> he did what again? He, he broke his collarbone and did what? Yep. He didn't know for sure. He just felt okay. So you you connect those dots. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I think the team rallied behind Zach when he got in there because he was running through people and just did not care. He got hurt trying to get like an extra two yards. He broke his collarbone trying to get two yards when he should have been probably getting down at that point, or most quarterbacks would have got down. That's what we respond to. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's another conversation for another day, Kelly. Yeah, but, you know, it's just funny because, like, that's the – and I guess that was the frustrating part for from the get-go with Jeff, too, was, like, he was always that guy that – like, he seemed to not have awareness of where the sticks were and, like, you know, the importance of just going and getting that first down or whatever because what it does for the morale of the team, even if you don't finish that drive. Like, so, yeah, it's it's been funny to – it was funny to see the juxtaposition versus, you know, of Zach Pyron versus him, or even like the Gibson kid who came in, he played like, you know, crap. And he'll tell you that the first couple of games when he was in there mm-hmm. and then they came up with a plan for him and, and Pumachan to play together. And it worked. It was, I mean, it was like, you couldn't, ask, you couldn't ask more for those kids, man, for yeah. those two, 
for Zach and Tyson. And shout out to Tyson. I got a lot, of, a lot of love for him. I got a lot of respect for him too. Um, you can't ask any more from those two kids. You know what I mean? But again, that speaks to the leadership up top and Coach Key. And that's why everybody, including myself, is very excited about the hire. So um, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Yeah, you know, it's it's going to be an interesting – it'll be interesting to see kind of how he fills out the rest of his staff and all those things. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you were watching the team, is there anything that kind of stood out to you? Like um, one of the things that I noticed to me is it seemed like some of the core strength wasn't there with some of the players, particularly on the offensive line. Like they just were not – and obviously he made a change with the strength coach and is in the process mm-hmm. of hiring a new one. But was there anything like that that caught your eyes? You watched the team last few years as well. Um, away from the negative things, um, I love the way our, our defense responded this year. Sure. Um, and I think even out loud, I started, you know, praising them. Even with the right after Collins was fired, that unit, you know what I mean? It, it held our team together. No doubt. Um, but other than that, man, it, it's the obvious is obvious. You know what I mean? Uh, if we need to get stronger, stronger, let's get stronger. But but none of that matters without a quarterback. In college football, you need a quarterback to win. Um, so aside from the coaches, aside from the strength training, I, I think that needs to be very high on the priority list or the, or the to-do list, whether it's us getting our guys healthy or is it we're going out and recruiting. But we we need a quarterback. Yeah, I think that, you know, that's been sort of the really the it's been sort of a problem for the last few years, even even going back into the end of Paul's tenure where he just had guys that were playing hard, but, you know, had their own limitations. But they haven't had really anybody like elite since Justin Thomas and and then Nesbitt before that. Um, And then they got to go back to you before that. You know what I mean? Like there's been all these weird gaps. I wanted to ask you about one other thing that I find fascinating about Georgia Tech and, and um, Georgia Tech's like the only ACC school that hasn't had a starting quarterback in the NFL, like a regular starting quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. It's such an oddity to me, given, you know, like, I mean, think about how successful Joe Hamilton was or yourself or these different guys. Is there anything you put your finger on there? Like it, it seems very strange. There just hasn't, it hasn't happened for whatever reason. Uh, no. It's, it's, I don't think it's one in particular reason. I think it's just a matter of us getting, you know, a prototypical quarterback who can go on and play in the NFL as far as stature and and along with the stats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, the only thing that held Joe Hamilton back from being a 10-year starter in the league is, he, is his size. You yeah, know and he saying? was in the wrong era, too. Like if you and, he still, and even still, he was with or in the NFL for I don't know how many years, but it was, he wasn't just in and out. Yep. Um, but I, I think it's just a matter of time us us getting that guy that who who can you know go on to the next level and actually fill in that gap. But I don't. I think it's just a matter of you know just one of those crazy coincidences or coincidence. How angry did you get when the Georgia game started to go sideways on them and they had the mistakes and stuff? I imagine you were getting probably a little hyped up watching it and then or oh, just no, the no, expectation. I, I'm, I'm Kelly. I'm gonna be honest. When when number two dropped the ball, I turned the channel. Oh wow! Um, um, uh, what other game was on? Uh, South Carolina, Clemson, or Michigan? I turned to the Michigan game. I'm not gonna lie to you. When you when you're trying to upset uh, uh, the best team in the land on the road and you drop a, a you know a walk in, it ain't happening. So, um, 
And the one time I did flip back, I see the the Georgia tight end catching that ball on the ground. <laughs> Where he trapped the, the ball, ball on the ground. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not watching this game. I know what it is. I've seen this play out before. That was a uh, that was something else. Uh, that the trap. Um, hey man, hey, you're not gonna get any calls <laughs> in that place, dog. I've been telling people this for years, and this is another example that I can show people. Like, hey, just be ready. Yeah, I saw Todd McCarthy, the video guy. He literally like blew up stills of it, and you can see like the balls sitting on the ground. Basically, there's no space. Yeah, you weren't going to get those, and you had there were like three or four bang bang plays that didn't go their way either. That were like quasi catches on the sideline that they've been called a different way in the game would have been catching. You know, it's just that that's how it is in that game, though. You got to know when you're on the road in an SEC stadium, you're not going to get calls. But yeah, it's not been it's, any stadium, not just any stadium, especially in that stadium. <laughs> Tell you, go back. You can, you can. It's not just us either. You know what I mean? It's just no. some some reason for some reason. You know, a lot of calls don't go the opponent's way. <laughs> um, just kind of wrapping up here, Reggie. I, you know. Um, I guess tell everybody what you're up to. You're out in the West Coast now. What are you doing these days? Um, actually just meeting, uh, we're meeting, filling out. We're about to, uh, our gym effect fitness. We're going to do some work out here in the next upcoming year or in the upcoming year. Uh, we have a, a, a huge bootcamp class, a bootcamp following that we do. We have an app, um, the effect fitness app online, um, any platform you can download it on. Um, but I'm just running the gym right now, every day, um, right outside of tech, about eight minutes away on Metropolitan Parkway, eight minutes from the airport. Uh, we do a lot of traveling. We take our shows on the road, if you will. Um, we've been to Austin, Miami, Vegas. Uh, we turned out to Bellagio one time. We've been to New York, D.C., Charlotte. So um, we're just capitalizing on the momentum and the following that we have, promoting good health, getting people to get their ass up and stay healthy. <laughs> um, I'm a father, father of three. You know, I got two boys and a little girl. So family managers going to work. That's it. Your little one's going to play football? We'll see. I'm, that's that's one thing I won't force my kids to do. Yeah, I'm not about to. You. My both my sons are going to have to say, "All right, Dad, I'm ready to play." Um, I'm pushing my son to baseball. We actually got a trial for a team Sunday. I'm pushing him to that just for the hand-eye coordination, the concentration, and him being isolated as an individual on the field, that type of stuff. Sure. That he can gain from the game, but uh, but football, oh no, they got to ask me for that. They got to ask me. <laughs> I'm not pushing that at all. Well, thanks so much, Reggie. I appreciate you taking time to talk with me, and I wanted to catch up with you and, and look forward to seeing what's going on. We'll stay in touch, my friend. All right, Kelly. I appreciate you, man. Good luck. And hopefully this is not the last time, bro. <laughs>